NBA Odds Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is the place you want to get in on all the college basketball and NBA action. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight is the fastest growing daily fantasy site on the planet. And if you use promo code SGP, you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's monkeyknifefight.com, promo code SGP. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by the NBA Odds Pod Frauds Contest. We're giving away $1,000 if you're able to identify the frauds for the second half of the NBA season. Just go to sgpn.io slash NBA frauds. That's sgpn.io slash NBA frauds. And you can enter for free. Thank you so much for coming back to the NBA Odds Pod, the world's greatest NBA gambling show normally, uh, because today we have a very different episode for you. In addition uh, to me being the editor of SportsGamblingPodcast.com and producing this show, I have a whole nother life working in television. Uh, I worked at the Late Late Show with James Corden for four and a half years, where I got to have a, a number of interactions with NBA players, which was just a dream come true for me. Uh, I thought it'd be fun if I invited a couple of my coworkers to come on the podcast and talk about some of our favorite appearances by basketball players on late night and uh, maybe what goes on behind the scenes with them. Uh, joining me is Adam Abramson, who worked on Jimmy Fallon, Saturday Night Live, and James Corden. Also, Nick Bernstein, who's worked in late night for over 15 years with Jay Leno, Conan Bryan. Um, he was the ex- executive producer of The Pete Holmes Show, and now he works with James Corden and Stephen Colbert as the VP of CBS Late Night Programming. We talk about a number of fun stories with Steph Curry, Shaquille O'Neal, Kyrie Irving, Kobe Bryant, Chris Paul, Amari Stoudemire, Chris Bosh, LeBron, and we'll get to many more. Uh, this is a long pod, but there's a lot of fun stuff in it. So if you like NBA players on talk shows and doing comedy bits, or you want some insight into what it's like behind the scenes on a late night talk show, definitely keep listening to this episode because I know you'll really enjoy it. Uh, if you're just here for gambling talk, I totally understand that. You can you can just skip this episode, and I will be back on this Wednesday with Megan Making Money, and we'll be talking about our favorite bets and props for All-Star Weekend. Okay, thanks. Okay, and now I am joined by Nick Bernstein and Adam Abramson. I worked with them both for over four and a half years, almost five years, on The Late Late Show. Adam is director of digital for Late Late Show, and Nick is VP of Late Night Programming, which you can talk a little bit. I don't know totally what you do. I know you're busy and very I, important, but I don't. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Show. There's like it sounds like an important title because it says VP, but there's like 300 of us at CBS. There is, but I would say like we are a show full of 
I don't know, semi-adults, and like there has to be one adult <laughs> to make sure that the show gets on television every night, legally, S&P-wise, standard and practice-wise, and everything. It, I feel like if something were to go really bad, it'd be your fault, Nick. That that might be true. <laughs> Most of my job on a daily basis, though, is telling other people that they did a good job. So, <laughs> so you're kind of like the dad. I get to, yes, I get You're to play the dad of late night. Yeah. Yeah. At CBS. I think of him as okay. much. I mean, more so than even late night. I come to you with a lot of like, hey, I, I'm in crisis personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very nice of both of you. We got to work on a lot of shows uh, together. But um, yeah, this this is where it all started. Yeah. Drop the mic. Uh, Carpool Karaoke, the series for Apple. And uh, Nick has Nick had the uh, great idea since we had been talking about doing a podcast and then uh, the unfortunate tragic news has happened of Kobe, Nick had the great idea to maybe just talk, keep it a little lighter and talk about some of our favorite memories of NBA players coming on some of the shows that we worked on, some personal interactions we might have had, or or just maybe some, even if we didn't have a personal interaction with like some of our favorite memories of NBA players on talk shows. And uh, Nick's worked in late night for 15 years. Yeah. So you do it. Well, you guys both were at NBC before you came to uh, Late Late Show or CBS. Uh, Adam worked for Fallon for many years in Saturday Night Live. Nick, you were at Conan. Yeah, I started at NBC also in the early 2000s. I started as a page giving tours and things uh, in Burbank. And then I was an assistant in the late night department. Uh, my boss was Rick Bloodwin, uh, who passed away a couple months ago. But he, um, yeah, I stayed in, in Rick's department from like 2000 through 2011 and then I ran my own late night show for a while on TBS with Pete Holmes uh before I came over here um so I've worked on a lot of late night shows and and been around a lot of uh what's always really exciting for for us is anytime someone uh in the sports world but because I love basketball and I know you guys do too when Mm -hmm. any basketball player came onto the shows it was like an absolute rush yeah always been that way for me even going back to the beginning like you learn pretty quickly to not get, you can't get starstruck doing a late night show because you there's just so many people coming through the production. Yeah, but yeah, athletes, particularly basketball players, they just seem to freeze, mo- like a large percentage yeah. of the staff every time. Absolutely, I, well, people always ask me like, who are the cool or you know who's the most impressive uh, celebrities you've met? And I always say like, it's interesting because most celebrities are, if they're actors, they're a little smaller than you expect them to be. Uh-huh. You know, maybe not as stunning as they are on camera for one reason or another. But athletes, whether it be football players, basketball players, even baseball players who've come on, they are much bigger and more impressive than you expect. Well, and with Kobe especially, uh, I mean, we were all so emotional last week. Um, And every every single late night host uh, had uh, a connection with him when he was on their shows. To the point, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw Kimmel did an entire yeah. hour uh, as a tribute and showed all of these clips from 15 plus years worth of yeah, times he was he on. He said he was like on 15 or 16 15 times, times or something think, like yeah. that, Kimmel? Yeah, I mean, it was, and, you know, I, I watched them all and it was really poignant. Uh, I, I was, it was great when he was here on, uh, on, on Corden uh, and it was after he'd retired and we were... I think just as starstruck as as we would have been with anybody, um, but even going back to when I was at NBC, the one of the most important bookings we had 
when Conan hosted the Tonight Show is when Kobe came on after they won the championship in 2009 when they beat the Magic. And and Kobe hadn't been on that show before. And it was such a stamp of like, we've arrived yeah. as a show. Because you do the Tonight Show and you get the MVP of the, the World Championship game with somebody as important as Kobe was. Uh, like, we, it, it really meant the world. Yeah. Do you remember, like, I mean... You've got you've you've been in his orbit a couple of times, like some, coming off of that. So that was eleven years ago, height of his powers. Yeah. Was he was he the Kobe that like we're all remembering now to you? Then like, do you remember him that way? Because like he came here in like you said post career, and we got especially when he came with Glenn Keen, and they did uh, some animation stuff that they were doing. He did his short, his Academy Award winning short, the animator who helped him. With yes, that. yeah. So, like, there was that version of Kobe. Like, he was very stoic. He was, mm-hmm. you know, like, this this post-basketball Kobe. Do you remember him like that 11 years ago? I think that he was probably even more relaxed now, uh, the more recent times that he was on, which was, like, just the last three years or so on mm-hmm. the Corden show. But the you got to see a, a, a relaxed Kobe having one. Uh, I think that... He he just came across as someone who understood his role uh, as a performer, um, and and he uh, he just embraced who he was. And I think you know it was said a lot here in L.A. I think it, it hurt even more than anywhere because of how much how many decades he was here and, and an important figure. That Conan audience in the same way as the Corden audiences as Kimmel showed, uh, they embraced him as one of theirs. And, uh, and especially in 2009, having been through uh, all of the hurdles that he'd gone through personally and that the team had gone through since they last won, mm-hmm. uh, for him to come out at the other end, I think everyone just uh, was so happy for him and for the team. Uh, it really, it showed in, in the way that they, um, they treated him and he was gracious to everybody. Yeah. And when he came, Adam was saying when he came here, uh, we don't see, there's not necessarily one celebrity that everybody wants to take photos with when they come. And also we're we're supposed to be professional and not everybody is supposed to run up and, and take selfies with celebrities who come on the show. But I got to say, Kobe was probably the most requested selfie of any uh, yeah. of the celebrities that I can remember, and he seemed to be very gracious about it. I mean, there's a lot of fo- there was a lot of photos posted of people from our staff and Kobe from his visit here, and yeah, he I certainly say, looked like he was into every picture. <laughs> yeah, he knew what he was doing. I would say uh, it was in order. Uh, Kermit the Frog when he was on yes. the show. Yeah, uh, Kermit the Frog and Kobe Bryant. Those yeah. are the two most. The most requested photos. Well, yeah, a physical line of people. Yeah. Yeah. And he was very great. And we were talking, one of our coworkers brought like three bas- basketballs for him to sign. And he <laughs> signed them without, like Adam and I talked about it afterward. We'd be terrified to ask Kobe to sign something. Absolutely. And he was very cool about it. But yeah, I, I think was very like- subtly, I wore my Kobe's <laughs> to work that day. <laughs> but I never, I didn't have the gall to go up or say anything to him. You're old school. I just, yeah. Well, most of the time I have, I have, uh, I have been a little more, um, a little less old school 
when it came to meeting some other people who've been on the show. Fair. Who did you have the most fan freak out of? Because you're always a very cool customer, so I can't imagine you even getting... Okay. Freak out might be an overstatement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't go on most of the remotes when the Corden guys go out and shoot something outside of the studio, which both of you have been on Mm -hmm. uh, multiple times. Um, I did, however fly with the team to Oakland. Yes. Uh, oh, I do remember that. To uh, shoot a remote with Steph Curry. A good um, remote, a great remote. It was a really good remote um, where the, I mean, I got it all credit to to James and to, to Ben Winston and Rob Crabb because they were more than happy to have me tag along. Uh, and even, especially Ben, who likes to hold it over your head. <laughs> Yeah, to get you to freak out a little more about NBA players. <laughs> yeah, the, um, yeah, they they enjoy. I don't. I try to keep my cool most of the time. Um, so there was a situation in which uh, James and Steph Curry are in one car, and there's a follow car behind where I'm in it with a couple of other people from the team, and we're watching the video and listening to the audio as the conversations going on between Steph and James. They're supposed to be talking about uh, whatever comedy business they're doing. And time is valuable mm-hmm. on these shoes. Yeah, he doesn't have that much. He's it's during the season. Yeah, where this is happening, he just had a day off. So at some point, we're driving to the destination we're going to, which was a mini golf course. Don't ask questions. You can watch it on online YouTube.com/slash <laughs> uh, whatever it is. Sorry. So we're uh, we're in the car, and James starts telling Steph that there's some one person on the staff who's quote unquote obsessed with him, <laughs> and. I am mortified listening to this thing. Because you know he's talking about you. I know he's talking about me. Then he he says me by name <laughs> to Steph in the car. He, I'm wearing my curries uh, just out of respect. I don't get anything signed. I just, I really do. I like playing basketball and, and it's my favorite brand to play in. Um, and then we all stop at the car and we get out. And I, the first thing I have to tell Steph Curry when I'm meeting him is not how much I enjoy watching him play. It's, I'm not obsessed with you. <laughs> I just admire. I just admire the way you play. Wait, wait, so- I just talk about you all the time. <laughs> I just, and he did see my shoes and said, thanks for representing or something That's like that. That's fine. But it's so, it's so wrong with him because you're. I mean, for people that can't understand this podcast, it's so not you. I mean, for for them to put you in that situation is a very hilarious. They they like to watch me squirm a little bit because it's very much out of love. Uh, And I will say Curry was a great sport. He had a really good time that day. I was just hanging out and he would turn to me to tell me how funny he thought James was. Uh, Every once in a while, I could throw out a suggestion for something they could do because I really wanted there to be some basketball uh, comedy references in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just the like, and James doesn't really know basketball and though. it's not his yeah. sport. He yeah. has, I mean, I will give him all credit. Like all the British people on the staff have really fallen for basketball. It's sort yeah. of like their second sport. Absolutely. But they didn't really know nuances. And I thought if we could throw a couple things in there, that would be a lot of fun. Some things got in, some things don't No, never, never a problem. They don't. It's kind of joke. Yeah. Thing. Well, D- did he remember? Do you guys have a reunion when he came here to shoot? When he came here as a guest, he did that uh, the human three point with James. Did you guys? Did you guys have a reunion? I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. He stayed in your office. I, I didn't. I yeah. You know what? I, did you wear your curries that day? Yeah. 
I did. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. I didn't. I, I wore a different pair, but I, <laughs> but I did wear them. No, I. That is a thing where, um, I'm not necessarily one who needs to meet the people who were there. I just think that it's really cool when they're on, um, and there's so much, there's so much that you don't get to see, uh, when someone's on the court. Um, so anytime you can get into the personality of a lot of these guys who now like the age of the athletes that are superstars now, they they're all aware of like how to bring something, how to get something out of them outside mm -hmm. of the game. And they want to, a, a lot of these guys, uh, they want to be able to show that they have personality and can do something outside of, uh, just hoop. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that anytime an athlete is charismatic or good on a show, a lot of the public at large doesn't realize how difficult that can be for them because they just see them all as celebrities, the same as comedians, same as actors who are constant. That's their world being on TV, being on talk shows and stuff. These guys are kind of out of their element when they're doing such a thing. So when you do see an athlete do well in, a, in an interview or hold their own, I think it's really impressive. Uh, one thing I just one quick example of how out of their element they are is um, J.J. Reddick was on the show, and he's as intelligent and savvy media guy as there is probably in the NBA. For sure. But he was doing a segment with James on the stage, and James threw to commercial, and he's all he's supposed to do when James throws to commercial is stand there, but he must have thought he was done and just immediately walked off the <laughs> yeah. stage as the camera is panning out. So you just see him making a beeline for see the ya. door. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's just like a little thing that, but that other people who are constantly on TV know not to do. Now for a quick break and we'll be right back. The NBA season is already halfway over. If you've been thinking about betting on some games, but haven't gotten around to it, now is the time. Go to mybookie.ag. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and very helpful 24-7 customer support team. You can even pool your bets together for bigger payouts. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers lets you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sportsbook around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use promo code SGP to activate this offer. Once again, that's promo code SGP to get your extra cash from mybookie.ag. Bet, win, and get paid. Well, you got to think, too. Most players are uh, are told to be contrite with media, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So when you're giving an interview, when you're talking about other players, when there's rumors and conjecture about you out there that uh, you don't want to give that much away. So anyone who's willing to share of themselves a little bit more really becomes an incredibly valuable, uh, asset to, uh, to talk shows. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I, I will say like, uh, you know, whether, however you feel about him as a player or as a teammate, like Kyrie Irving is one of my favorite people because he's so good as a talk show host. He's an incredible player. I also want to talk show guest. Sorry, talk show guest. Yeah, you probably could host. Just revealing his plans for, for yeah. You guys have my one thirty-five a.m. This is the replacement for James inevitably. Hiring. 
as a guest. Uh, when so I in the summer of 2012, uh, I was doing a pilot with Pete Pete Holmes uh, as a a late night show that would follow Conan on on TBS, which became the Pete Holmes and show. became became yeah. the, the Pete Holmes show. Uh, in the summer of 2012, we were working on the pilot, and he was spending a weekend uh, doing shows in Cleveland during our pilot process. And uh, we reached out to the Cavaliers to say, hey, would Kyrie be interested in in doing something with us? Um, he had just finished his rookie year. Uh, he just won rookie of the year. I don't even know if he'd won rookie. Yeah, he must have he, just won, he won rookie, rookie of the year. Of the year yeah. Uh, at the timing I meant, I'm not sure oh, if he'd oh, won it oh, yet, okay. but I think he had, he must've. Um, and, uh, I had read a sports illustrated, uh, article about him where he talked about like, he enjoyed musicals and he, uh, the sort of comedy that he liked and, and he just had like a real quirky personality and he said, yes, we had to travel to, this is one of I, I don't go on remotes. I didn't go on this one. It's like one of the things I regret the most in my career is I didn't <laughs> go to this thing. Um, so Pete went to uh, Cleveland, sat in the locker room with Kyrie, asked him questions about uh, how much money he made, uh, what type of house he was buying. He made, he forced, he basically forced Kyrie to do a Ray Romano impression. <laughs> They sang Little Mermaid together. I remember that, yeah. And then they went onto the court, and Pete uh, was trash talking Kyrie, um, but with all things that like Pete thought would be good trash talking, like Mad Men digs, and like <laughs> nothing that made sense to basketball necessarily. Does, does Pete follow? Pete doesn't know no, anything yeah, about basketball. No way. He's uh, his his joke, which I'll butcher here, and I apologize, Pete, if you ever listen to this. Um, he's six six. And he was six six in high school, but he didn't ever play. And every time the basketball coach saw him in the hallways, the coach would just go, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was great at sort of getting something out of these uh, these players. And that Kyrie interview, I am positive, is the reason that we got picked up to series because you could see that Pete can talk to uh, he can talk to other comedians. He can do comedy sketches, but he also is can get something out of athletes. But a lot of that credit has to go to Kyrie for being willing to talk to somebody he'd never heard of before and have experience like becoming a, a, a great guest. And have fun with it. Yeah. And I mean, having fun. Yeah. I feel like so many it. guys would be so afraid in that moment to really like lean in to somebody like Pete's energy. Yeah. Do something big and crazy. But yeah, I guess I don't know. It's wild that the correlation between stardom I mean, I, I don't know. I wonder what the correlation between like these ultra stars and that that charisma that comes along with it. I mean, I never really sat down and thought thought about it. Like, do the how many of the biggest players in the sport can carry that? Like, carry that? I don't know that side as well. That creative side. I, yeah. I mean, like Kawhi is definitely not like a guy you would expect to come on a late night couch and no and like captain. I mean, he won't even give like normal interviews really. Yeah. You know, or it doesn't say much in press conferences at all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would imagine it's. I would imagine nowadays that the rate was probably be, would be higher than ever, just because we have some like these guys have so many tools to to put themselves into the public. They're well, probably a little uh, more. There are more athletes have like their own YouTube channels where they're creating content, and yeah, it, it does seem like well, just everybody is wanting to create content. Hence, I'm doing a podcast with you guys right now. I know. Well, well speaking I, of podcasts, because they're talking about just the captain cruise. I know we the three of us have listened. To it. it was the recent 
podcast of Charles Barkley on Conan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was my favorite Conan podcast yet, I think. Yeah, I, I haven't laughed that hard in a while. I was telling Adam before we started, I don't think I've heard another guest. And Conan has some of the be- biggest names in comedy on. And yeah, I don't think absolutely. I've heard another guest come on and roast Conan quite the same way. Oh, yeah. Much to Conan's delight. Yes. No, Barkley's great at it. I mean, Barkley's been doing guest segments on shows since I like Letterman, Letterman doing yeah. the 1230 show. Yeah. He was I, way back then. And he, I mean, no one's as outspoken, but also like someone who's honed comedy chops over the years. Like Barkley is unbelievable. The timing we were talking earlier, his timing is unbelievable. The way he can just deliver, deliver a, a, a response or something. is just, it's uncanny. I mean, how many SNLs has he hosted? At least three. And Which I is remember, crazy. Yeah, them yeah. being hilarious way back when I was a kid. I mean, I loved him because he played for Phoenix, so I was a, always a huge Barkley oh, fan. Oh, sure. But uh, I just remember loving his SNLs. If there's a takeaway, I would say if there's a takeaway from anybody listening to this, it would be to go listen to that podcast because if he's just – I mean, I enjoyed it Oh, he was hilarious. Talking about how Shaq doesn't know anything about <laughs> basketball, <laughs> and anytime you know he, you can catch him – not knowing what he's talking about when he's like, well, you never won a ring. <laughs> That's just what he comes back to. To yeah. uh, Conan telling the story that he and his wife are sitting at a very nice restaurant and having a drink and just enjoying themselves. And suddenly two Appletini show up. <laughs> and I'm like, where does this come from? They're like, uh, Mr. Barkley at the bar sent these over for you. <laughs> Which is just a great move, sending somebody Appletinis. It is great. I, uh, I'm curious. Because you've spent time around both of them a lot. I, we know Corden gets James Corden gets legitimately excited when a, you know, like a premier athlete is coming on the show, yeah. just out of fandom for sport. Was Conan like that? Did he did he get in? Was he interested in athletes, whether he was into the sport or not? Well, yes, he was definitely excited when uh, somebody uh, who's who's at the pinnacle of their uh, career comes on to to join in his silliness. Um, the most excited I can remember uh, Conan getting, though, was uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird came on together. Uh, and I think they did a couple of different time, uh, promotions where they were together. I feel like this was because they had that HBO documentary that came out about mm. their relationship, Yep, uh, which is a really terrific uh, documentary. Um, and... Conan, because he grew up in Boston, has great reverence for Larry. Uh, and Magic is another one of these all-time great guests uh, who's been doing this, you know, for longer than than probably anybody, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was able to have fun with them. Larry's very... Larry, I call him Larry like I know him. Bird's very <laughs> droll and uh, had all these one-liners that you weren't sure if he was serious or joking at first. So it took a while to catch his rhythm. And then it was clear that he was having fun with both Magic and with Conan. And um, and so, yeah, they were that that was like uh, one of the greats. I feel like Conan's mentioned this a lot of times before. Um, he he gets most excited personally, I think, when someone that he grew up uh, following uh, was a guest on the show. And a lot of that was like a um, like a, a Don Adams, of like get smart. Uh, and like sure. uh, Bob Newhart, uh, you know, yeah. uh, of that era, the people who he only saw on the television. Um, but 
Or, or like a Doris Kearns Goodwin. <laughs> he really good. Uh, was excited when she was on. Well, he gets to, uh, he, he's talked too about how excited he gets when anybody from S, uh, SGT, ah, SCTV comes on. Oh, yeah. Because he grew up just loving that sketch show. And if you, you know, just seen his career, that really influenced his writing style. Yeah. But, but Conan really, uh, in the same way that James does, I think almost every host, they like being able to do uh, physical uh, comedy also so like conan going out to um uh, conan went to the olympics and like got on the speed skating uh rink and like sh- tried to show off what he could do corden even you know for uh for game on like doing bits with the lakers mm-hmm. uh, yep. dance squad or doing things with gronk um i know it hasn't come out yet but it's all over the internet Th- those things he really enjoys i'm trying to think who so who's been on the Late Late Show with James Corden from the NBA. Well, well, I wrote down the list. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah. I wrote down the list. So I was interested. I was trying to think back. Okay. So the first person was Chris Bosh. Yes. Oh, I remember. A, a great appearance Which for all of us. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. Well, we got to play against him. Yes. He did one versus 100. One versus was it, 100. Was it 100 or 30? Well, I think we might have called it. I think that. we built it up. I don't think it was actually. Let's not spoil people. how TV actually works. So, Thanks a lot, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> but what the? Don't look it up. Don't count. But the bit you, they should go watch the bit is yes. that uh, we all try to our best once to score on Chris Bosh, and he rejects all of us. Yeah, murders. Yeah, us. he said my, he did say my attempt was nice. I don't know if it made the cut. I bet it did. But he complimented my take to the rim that he ultimately rejected, like everybody else's. But. I threw a little head fake in there. I think you appreciated that. <laughs> I would say one of just one of the nicest guests that I can remember too. Just super nice guy. Bosh. He was a blast. Yeah, 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 super nice guy. Personal hero uh, as a Miami growing, you know, growing up in the Miami Heat yeah, fan. Um, but yes, uh, okay, he was great. Special day here. Very special day for us. Uh, Jimmy Butler was on after they won uh, Olympic gold. Yes, I'm looking at an autograph he from him was, in your office right now. Yeah. yeah. That was very nice. I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't ask Who are, specifically. Did Ben for arrange it. that? Um, which part? The, the autograph. I don't. I think Bert might have. Okay. Yeah. Because because another somebody else on our staff, uh, Rob, got yeah. one as well. I know the, Rob is a big Jimmy Butler guy. Yeah. I. Guy. Um. No, he signed it. Like it was. It's very nice. Um. He was a great guest. He also uh had uh depending on um. Depending on your point of view, either the uh, the fortune or misfortune of being a guest at this on the same couch as Adam Pally, who um, oh, right. who's one though. of my uh, my my good friends, um, but he likes to quote yeah. unquote destroy late night shows. Yeah. As as people working in late night, I will say that he's an all time favorite for people. Where he's not like a household name by any it, but when he comes on late night shows, at least people who don't have to deal with. Yes, directly producing him on him. the couch. We love it. I, I mean, yes. Having I've watched thousands and thousands of hours of of late night, and spontaneity is one of my my great joys in it. And uh, and I never know what he's going to do. And neither did Jimmy Butler. Yes. <laughs> um, but it was a really fun. Uh, it was a really fun appearance. He was great. Um, yeah. I mean, he was willing to play and answered all the questions. Uh, Anthony Davis was on once. AD. I remember that. Right. Yeah, he was he was great. Still in New Orleans at the time. Yep, he came on. Did he just come on as a guest? I don't remember. He came he on as a guest, and it was the same time when Morrissey was on. <laughs> wow, good point. And because I remember this because Anthony Davis wanted pizza in his room for his crew, 
which is a totally normal request. Absolutely. But we were they were afraid that Morrissey would get mad because he's so vegan and he doesn't want cheese anywhere near him that he didn't want to even smell it. That is a deep cut. I did <laughs> not cut. remember that. And then I will say uh, an underrated appearance um, a couple of years ago is when Damian Lillard was a guest on the show. And Damn. not only was he great as a guest, but he did a comedy bit with us because and our head writer, Ian Carmel, is from Portland and had a an anecdote about uh, being at, at one of the Portland games in the in playoffs, the, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, was, it was when they were playing the Clippers and Damian Lillard hit that three-pointer to win the game at the end of the game. And you could see in one of the shots, you can see Ian in the crowd cheering. <laughs> and so the bit then became James interviewing Damien trying to eat about that game-winning shot and Ian just sitting next to Damien Taking talking about credit, how right? much he did in the crowd yeah. to will that to happen. And Dame was a great sport. He yeah. was really fun. And then, so this was the one time where uh, the the EP of the show, Ben Winston, he wasn't able to be at that episode. And so I told Ian, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if the one time that there's an NBA all-star here, you're not here, so we should take a picture with Dame. And Ian's like, yeah, that's great. And then we go into the guest room uh, backstage and Ian goes, here, let me take a picture of you and Dame. No. And ghosted out of the photo. And I was like, well, now it just looks like I'm a fan who wants a photo. <laughs> yeah, I this is see like that. Fit. <laughs> and Ian's like, I didn't really want to be in it. And I was like, oh, well, I have some great photos of me and Dame <laughs> that uh, I think I sent one on. But you, you're you're conquering the West uh, West Western Conference point guards. One I really by am. One. I'm Steph. going yeah. specifically the Pacific Division. Yeah. Somebody let Chris Paul know. <laughs> well, Chris Paul was on the show once. Yes, yeah, he was on the show. That was a great episode because I was Steve Nash, too. Uh, I, this is, I don't know for better. This is, uh, so that game was, or that show was on the night of the NCAA championship, yes. which was on CBS that year. And I always really enjoy it when we can do uh, a late night episode following a major sporting event, because it's just a different group of audience that's watching that game that might stick around and watch something that's a little unique afterwards. And we made it a basketball themed episode. Um, I didn't realize we weren't going to get on until like 1.45 in the morning. <laughs> and uh, they still hold it over my head. Although I will say it was one of the, I think, five biggest rated episodes that we'd had at that time. But uh, I don't know. So if hold it, it over the king wins, head. baby. The king wins. Yeah. It wasn't. I don't know. Listen, I think it's an either or. I, I, I was humbled by the time. Now for another quick break, and I'll be right back with Adam and Nick. Have you ever thought about starting your own sports book but don't know how? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. Did they they did something physical, right? They did a shootout. So they did the human basketball. Yeah. I remember this very well. Because I, I I wanted uh, again grew up in Phoenix. So I was a huge Steve Nash guy. fan. Yes, um, and I I totally wussed out of asking for a picture or even mm. to meet him. I just got I was in you know the green room and I saw him come in and I just got scared. <laughs> and I, I just yeah. did not ask. I mean I get it. I get but, it. But um, 
I actually I wanted to ask you about this because you guys were probably both in the control room. Now that we play human basketball where they lift James up in the rafters with a uh, with a, a basketball hoop attached to him. He's and then basically people, the backboard. He's, ba- he's basically the backboard and they're supposed to shoot. But instead of shooting, both uh, Nash and Chris Paul just start chucking balls directly at him. Yeah. <laughs> were you guys freaking out in the control room? Like, what's the, what are they doing? Or I think... Well, I would say, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I would say that we have to, like, it's good tea, like, it's funny. So I think the yeah. first thing is, like, this is a funny moment. And the other side of it, I think there is concern for the host in that moment. Um, it's not a comfortable position to be in, to be that high up. And uh, whatever whatever they put him in is, uh, is a pretty tight uh, contraption. So it's not comfortable either. Um, freak out might be overstating <laughs> it. But it was like, let's get him down as fast yeah. as yeah. possible. Yeah. I mean, I think... It's no surprise, like we rehearse our show and you try to you you want to try to obviously have an understanding of what's going to happen before it happens. So when it when they just start throwing the ball, we didn't prepare for that. So there's a lot of variables in that moment. I yeah, think there's yeah nervous energy. But I mean, he survived. Yeah, no, it was fine. He played it off very well. It's still funny, but uh, a bit. Yeah, I think that the the last person I can recall who was uh, guessed by a satellite was when Kevin Durant was on uh Right after Golden State won uh, the first year that Ke- Kevin was on the yes. team. Yes. Kevin, yeah. again, why am I calling all these people by their first name? This is horrible. No, you know them. Uh, I don't know any of them. <laughs> um, and uh, But Katie was gracious enough to bring his camera like into his house and was like, Sh-. I think James asked him what was in his fridge. We got yeah. to see his fridge, yeah. Uh-huh. He had some friends hanging out. Like, yeah, was it was just like, he was just like doing a selfie video. And uh quick story about that was... Uh, we have a uh, Ryan Williams who's on our talent booking team. He booked. That's uh, right. He booked Katie and Ryan Williams be the first to tell you he doesn't know anything about sports, even though he has to now book <laughs> athletes. And he's when, great at it, too. Yeah, he's great, great at, it. at it. And he there was a point when they were uh, te- before the show, they were testing the video link that KD was going to do. So. And James wasn't on stage, so Ryan just had to be on stage m- making conversation with KD. And he said he was so uncomfortable, he didn't know what to talk to him about. <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny. That so you, most- those, those are the weird places when you're working on a show like this that you'll find yourself like, what do I say to KD? Yeah. Especially, like, we would probably just talk to him about basketball, but he, he didn't know anything about his no. like, career. Or he wouldn't anything, even know where so. to begin with KD. Yeah. There's one name I know Ryan brought up earlier. I think you're missing, but it could have been post playing days. I don't remember if he was still actively playing, but do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, a f- former Phoenix Sun, Amari Sotomayor was oh, on our show. Oh, jeez, I just forgot. Yeah, he was early on, very early on. Amari Sotomayor came on, and uh, this was when we were still having trouble as a show booking guests. So I don't even think he was necessarily promoting anything, but he wanted to come on and talk about his art collection. Is this ringing a bell yet? I no, I don't remember this. And wow. this is and he a actually big black hole for me. Brought a painting, not that he painted, but just one of his an artist that I guess he is pushing. And he wanted to bring the painting out on stage and talk about the painting on stage. Like, eh, maybe that doesn't make the <laughs> best like TV. <laughs> so come look at this painting. The yeah. uh, you know the consolation prize was that. Tyler and I had to go take photos of him in the green room standing next to his painting and then post them on our social media yeah. account. 
Wow. Yeah. Man, I can't believe that that one escaped me. And another one that escaped you, Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. That was he big. Did nuzzle wah, right? He did nuzzle wah. Yeah. Yep. Well, he was. Yeah, I think he. Uh, wasn't he a guest also on a a, a CBS uh, comedy that that the that Ben had also been producing? I feel like that's how they might have oh, connected. I yeah, I think so. I... Ben Simmons was pretty good. Uh, I, I, this is the thing that's sort of exciting about like the new generation of players, right? You're starting to see whose personality comes out and what they're going to be like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, I don't know if I've seen Luca as a guest anywhere yet, Not yet. No. but I'm really excited for when he, I'm sure that someone's going to go to the all-star game and, and do like the rounds and maybe he did a mean tweet or something like that. But, uh, Luca for seven minutes on one of these catches is going to be a blast. I want it. Also, I don't, Joel I don't even know how well Joel. I don't even know how well Luca speaks English. It, it's imp- I don't know. I can't say how much it's improved, but like I watch enough. I'm a big Luca fan. I watch a lot of Mavs. He he can he does the post game interview really well. Like he's eloquent. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously they're talking about basketball, so it's probably the easiest thing for him to talk about in English. Well, not to once again talk about another podcast on your podcast, but uh, when the Ringer guys wrote that song about Luca. And then went to perform that song at a Mavericks game last year. They also sat down and talked to him, and he uh, for a, a podcast. And and he was, he was, he was there. Like he got it, and he was really into good. It. All right, so Ryan, you got to book Luca on this podcast. That's, he's good, <laughs> Luca. Yeah. If you're listening, I'm sure you are, <laughs> Luca, Joel. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a couple of I, I like low key underrated hasn't really. I think popped on the national uh, picture yet, but I think Jalen Brown, if he becomes an all-star Ooh. is going to be an amazing talk show guest. Oh, really? I, he, I he's one of those, he's, he's a worldly athlete with a lot of, uh, he, he, there's a lot of things he likes. It's sort of the, it's the thing I always look for when I read profiles of, of athletes, but basketball players in particular, what are they interested in? Because if you're trying to get seven to, sometimes 15 minutes out of somebody on a couch, you better have more than just basketball to be able to talk to with yep. these guys. Yep. Um, and he is one of those. We we did forget to mention Blake Griffin did a remote oh. with us once where Blake was great. Blake, Blake he's, was amazing. I think everybody can agree. He's le- not just athlete funny anymore. He's legit funny, funny. Yeah. I mean, he's probably going to entertain for a long time after basketball. Being, yeah. I could, we could definitely see him moving into a comedy career who, do you think would be the favorite to be the next Blake Griffin? Wow. As far as just comedy. Um, Off the top of my head. I mean, I think the funniest person on social uh, in basketball is, is Joel Embiid. Absolutely. I think he's the front runner. Yeah. He's Uh, the only one in my head. Like cat. If he gets to a big market, I'd be excited to see what, if cat had more, you know, like more cameras in front of him. I think he is a very like charismatic person. Yeah. Um, but he's just lost in Minnesota. I was rooting for Cat. I, I when he's he was uh Fallon's done a pretty good job of getting the number one picks uh onto the couch right after the day after. Uh because that the draft always happens in New York. Yeah. So proximity helps uh for sure. And he was he was good in the uh in that like initial situation, which I think the day after that happens, I can only imagine that. Your head is swimming and you've been up all night Absolutely. and you still have to uh, show up and like basically introduce yourself to America. Yeah. Um, and he was pretty good there. But he I haven't seen him in that many 
uh, places. No, no, the occasional commercial. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think yeah, he like he's just lost up there. But I don't know. There's not like a there's not a ton of guys like jumping well, out. Like not to mention another podcast on the same but <laughs> Ryan Russillo, I was listening to him, and he's he had Cat uh, as number one on the all miserable team. Oh yeah, right well, now. Yeah, poor uh, guy. just kind of stuck up there in Minnesota. So it's a shame that there's this player of that caliber. I, I know we're, we're getting away from late nights. So there's a player of that caliber that is just playing on a 15 win team up there. It's like where what would he be doing on? A, a decent basketball team right now. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to see it one day, but I doubt it. No, you really have to. I mean, in order to maintain uh, some joy uh, when you are losing as often as uh, as that team is, that's a really difficult position to be in. I probably wouldn't want to be on a late night talk show right now. No. Yeah. If I was if I was cat. But that that does bring up like something interesting in that. <clears throat> Is it more and more going to be a factor for some of these marquee guys to be in these markets like LeBron eventually ending up in Los Angeles, you know, and the Knicks eventually getting their act together? Like, are these going to be more of a draw for markets for these guys who are now trying to fuse entertainment, business and basketball? Yeah, I think that it actually is not as necessary to be on one of the in one of these major cities in order to have a high profile and. And the off season is still pretty long and the NBA year is pretty much all year round at this point. And so the ability to get yourself out there and spend time, you know, figuring out what your media empire is going to look like, I think is possible no matter where you are. Cause I think, you know, Giannis is probably the one guy who still has an opportunity to grow as a, an international personality absolutely and um you know if that team ends up getting to the finals this year or making that major push and he wins another mvp uh and then he starts making the rounds which he also really hasn't done much Mm -hmm. um that's when you're gonna get to see you know when he pops up on ellen like then you're seeing oh here you go. That's he might say Milwaukee for the rest of his life. Completely different sport, but Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, he's yeah. one of the best yeah. known media personalities of of sports, yeah. and he's been in Green Bay his entire life. So it makes sense that Milwaukee can still, you know, have sure. one of the biggest stars. Just need a fast break for a word from our sponsor, and then back to the conversation. You love fantasy basketball, right? Of course you do. I know you're the type of person that thinks about this stuff all the time. You're a damn savant wearing inside-out sweatpants right now, right? So, how come you're not playing Daily Fantasy on monkeyknifefight.com? It's the fastest-growing Daily Fantasy site on the planet. Why? Because it's pure awesomeness, baby. At monkeyknifefight.com, you're playing against the house. There are no sharks, no confusing interface, and no advanced degree needed from an engineering school to have a snowball's chance in hell of winning. Nope. Lots of people win all the time at monkeyknifefight.com. They got some awesome football, hockey, and golf action too. Just go to monkeyknifefight.com and sign up. New users sign up with promo code SGP and receive a 100% match bonus up to $100. Just use promo code SGP at monkeyknifefight.com. That's promo code SGP at monkeyknifefight.com. I was going to say one of the other people who... Uh, also, low key, if he became an all star somehow, uh, will be a great uh, personality on 
talk shows. And again, like we might be talking 135 for now before he works his way back up. But Spencer Dinwiddie is one of the oh. most interesting, funny, uh, thoughtful people that uh, that I've seen who I didn't really realize until I started reading about him. Um, and his profile has been raised a little bit because this Brooklyn team, even if they're not there now, has that opportunity to become one of those next super teams. Yeah. Um, and he will be part of that group. Um, but everything from like, he has a shoe, which I, I, I bought. <laughs> I'm only talking, I'm basically, I even know he has on. what's, what's the shoe on? Uh, it's, uh, he's doing it through his own company. He's not doing wow. it through another brand. Kind of a big baller brand thing. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, truthfully, yes. Uh, in which, um, he's basically like has two versions of his shoe. You have to buy them um, individually through his website. Uh, he's got like, uh, he's basically trying to grow it and then sell it, I think, um, and betting on himself. And he wears his shoes. And I think this at least happened last year. It might still happen now. He has um, artists individually create uh, brand, uh, his shoe design every game based on where he is. Wow. Uh, so like when he was in Minneapolis last year, he had Prince uh, shoes. Oh, cool. When he was in, he grew up in LA and last year, not to bring it back to Kobe, but his shoes were uh, owed to Kobe last year. Um, and can you then buy those shoes? And then he auctions them off so that you can wow. yeah, buy I like those. what he's on. I'm going to have to do a lot of reading about Spencer Dinwiddie. He's yeah, such an interesting dude. Him. Yeah. There's two names that also popped in my head. I, 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 I'm very intrigued by this now. Thank you for that knowledge. Sure. Um, I could see Trey Young growing into somebody. Love, I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's like has that kind of if he just keeps developing. And there's his, actually a lot of media in Atlanta. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he he can really like flourish into a guy we, we'll see a lot. And then I think also too, um, Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell has like a lot of like promising charisma to go along with like this incredible ceiling as a player. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell is, uh, I, he, I think he wants it also. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to a little bit. Um, and we'll get a good sense of, because this is going to be his first all-star weekend. Yep. So we'll see how much media he gets to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's absolutely. great. Oh, Trey, Trey Young is his first all-star weekend too. So we'll yeah. maybe get to see a bunch yeah. of him, him. I, uh, yeah, I think Donovan Mitchell has a real chance to do something. I think Victor Oladipo's, uh, going like assuming that he comes all the way back which why wouldn't we assume that right. he's yeah. such a dedicated guy but yeah. um do you what was the um what was the viral dance last oh it was that drake song the kiki do you love me yeah yes song? oladipo's dance to that is uh otherworldly i remember it i remember the buzz about it. i need to go back and watch it to I, the point where it's like at some point again this is where small market big market comes into play if that if he wherever he goes and how often we see him probably depends a little bit on that. But he is like he's a guy who'll be great on one of these shows. And it's funny that you say that. Like I forgot that he I forgot about that dance, but I just was remembered that he has a good sense of humor because I was watching an Indiana game recently where he was still on the bench. He was still injured. And his outfit was a blazer and underneath a Michael Scott T-shirt. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is amazing. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Victor Oladipo is a, a fan of The Office. I love so much that. so that he wore a Michael Scott t-shirt to a game. That's really funny. That is so funny. You want to hear some other uh, all-time uh, guests who you wouldn't necessarily Absolutely, think absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Roy Hibbert from oh, The Pacers. That makes sense. I remember when he was on uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yes, he was on Parks and Rec. Um, we had him. We went to the All-Star game for Pete and we talked to a whole bunch of these guys before, but we knew Roy Hibbert enjoyed comedy uh, and would hang out with those guys when they were in when the Parks and Rec gang, when they were yeah, in. he's buddies with Ben Swartz. Yeah, there. Ben is friends with all with Blake. everybody. But yes, he yeah. loves he really loves basketball. Yeah, I'm sure he talked about it on his podcast. I assume. Yeah, uh, I don't <laughs> don't listen that. to that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Roy Hibbert did like uh, he was just doing riffs with Pete for like 10 minutes. We had almost too much content. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> Harrison Barnes, another really, really funny I had no dude. idea. Very surprised to hear that. Well, um, Harrison Barnes coming off of the first Golden State win mm-hmm. was like in a cloud nine situation. Absolutely. Um, also, though, you know, um, I wish I could, now I can't remember the name. He also tried to have like a Black Mamba style nickname that he gave himself. Harrison Barnes. <laughs> yeah, and he like. He had copyrighted it uh, mm. coming out of North Carolina. Um, it never, never I don't know, caught on, obviously. I, I can't remember what it is, which probably is. I don't know what that says about me or the name. Um, but either way, I yeah, we probably ought to look it up just to see. It was fascinating. It was tongue in cheek. He is a he was a very funny dude and really good about like wanting to get it out there. He just isn't in the all star caliber level. He's like a very good. I'll tell you what, though. Go ahead. Black Falcon? Yes, Black Black Falcon. Falcon. (laughs) Black Falcon. Uh, It's a pretty cool name. That's amazing. It sounds sounds more like a superhero than Black Mamba does, even though. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Not a a hell of a basketball career, Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I mean, mean, still baller in Sacramento. Yeah, two major contracts, champion, baller, UNC. He's he's been around the block. He's put up numbers. He's not even. I don't even know if he's 30 yet. Probably not. Probably no. Uh, we don't have to look that yeah. up. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, we might have like uh, we haven't really talked that much about LeBron as a guest, but uh, I will say like I really enjoy the shop. Like I think as a host with a roundtable of other athletes and interesting people, uh, I really however many times he's done it, I really enjoy watching that conversation and seeing where he wants to go. And like, he likes controlling the conversation. Um, but, uh, I find it's always fascinating. I'm not, he's not the funniest person we've ever met, although he no. was really good on carpool karaoke with yeah, James. He was great. Yeah. He seems like he, I, I think whoever you put him in a room with, he can hold his own. I snuck on those set. I would say it's probably 20, 2011, 2012. He came on to Fallon and shot, they shot a parody of um, the Curtis Blow video. Yeah. Uh, talking basketball. Yeah. Um, he came on and Fallon, and he and Fallon did a parody of that. And I I had no business being near that set at that time, but I snuck into the studio. It was across the hall. I think they shot like Dr. Oz there at the time. And I snuck and sat in the last row and just watched. I'm a huge LeBron stand, as both of you know. I yeah. Just watched him from afar and I just felt his aura in the room. But yes, uh, everything you said though about him yeah. is correct though. Like, like I, I like the shop too, but not. He doesn't have a good enough sense of humor, I think, about it because nobody has 
there's no more talk about a basketball player's hair than <laughs> LeBron's. <laughs> and he has a whole show in a barber shop. You could maybe do a couple more throwaway jokes Gotta to that, yeah. LeBron. That might be too much irony for, <laughs> for that group. I that your story reminded me. I uh, LeBron hosted SNL in I want to say, oh, somewhere between oh seven and oh nine. It was yeah, it was before I started there. Um, and it was the premiere that year. It must have been oh nine. Nine. Uh, because I'm oh, sorry, you don't need to know all of the reasons why I remember that. But it was 09. And um, and so one of my jobs back at NBC was helping to oversee SNL as an exec also. And um, and so we got to go to that episode and he was just hanging out after the show more or less by himself, uh, which is seems so unusual for someone like LeBron. Even at that point, I'm sure his he had uh, friends and colleagues around and and. Uh, and for whatever reason, they just allowed me to walk over. Yeah. And all I said was like, great show. Thanks for being on the show. And, uh, we had a lot of Ohio connections in our office at that point. So they all wanted to meet him and, and just say thanks. Cause like, even at that point he had brought so much to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he seemed like he was very nice. Uh, very thankful. I, I don't want to extrapolate too much, but like SNL is probably a whirlwind for someone who's never done anything like this before. And it seemed like, uh, that had finally caught up to him at like two in the morning on that night yeah. after the yeah. show. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. I mean, it's a whirlwind. They say what a whirlwind is for people who are well versed in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see though. I mean, as far as like entertainment ceilings, his has to be the highest post basketball. Like he's, he's setting himself up for decades. Oh, being in the entertainment space. Oh yeah. Yeah. But this owning whole like a whole media empire around right. him, not just like I think Blake will continue to rise as just a performer. Yeah. But yeah, LeBron could be owning an entire studio before you know we know better. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you know. I mean, it's again to bring it back to Kobe, but uh, as sort of starting to set a template for what one can do in a post basketball career in Los Angeles, especially uh, it was all it's all there. Uh, for whatever enterprises he wants to look into. I mean, I, I'm sure we're all going to be in line to see Space Jam. Of course. Uh, look, we grew up on the first one, but like, I'm fascinated to see what this one's going to be Absolutely. like. I uh, Yeah, of yeah. course. It was interesting to, I guess, to bring it back to Kobe, one of his last pieces of media, they did. he did a pod with Steven Jackson and uh, who does he Matt bring? Barnes. Matt Barnes, all mm-hmm. the smoke, right? Yeah. And he's, Bar- I love Matt Barnes. Yeah, I mean they're the phenomenal. And, and yeah, the yeah. And behind him is the is his Emmy and his Academy Award. Yeah, and it's just like uh, the like he was gonna really leave his mark in entertainment. He, was, he already was. I yeah, mean, yeah. No, yeah, that, that was is, a, that was another dagger in, the, in just the house of daggers that's been. But I, I uh, yeah, I've been really interested in seeing Matt Barnes. I I I, I follow him. I'm sure you guys mm-hmm, follow mm-hmm. him as well. Uh, but how he was able to speak about his relationship with Kobe has been incredible. Uh, yeah, I've seen him out there on multiple programs. Yeah. And he is, he is a guy where, you know, I accidentally talked about Kyrie as a host, but I seriously talk about Matt Barnes as a host of a show. I mean, I, I think he does. I know all the smoke is, is one, but like whatever, whatever the next iteration of, uh, athlete as host is like, I, I would watch whatever he does. Yeah. Same, same. He fits. Yeah. The, he fits his like like that. 
that bridge. He bridges the community of entertainment and hoops yeah. perfectly. Well, when, uh, we missed talking about one of the most obvious names, and that's Shaq. And you had an amazing the story king. about Shaq. The king, yeah. I, 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 so this is it. This is I'm, go, I'm going deep into the memory bank. You, I don't know if you've ever heard this story secondhand, Nick, but this was when we were at we were in Indianapolis for the Super Bowl, 2012, I think. Giants, Patriots, mm-hmm. and Fallon did a week of shows there, including the post show um, live live event after on NBC. And we had Shaq, and and the big thing everybody remembers from that week with Shaq is that he had a bet with Jimmy about the Super Bowl, and then the payoff was he had to wear a pink speedo and that. walk from the street into the studio. Well, he had spent a lot of time at the studio during that week, and backstage, you know, it's a new space, it's dark, and it's always kind of crowded and cramped behind the stage. And he was walking, and somebody, you know, there's like a low clearance area, and for most of us, that's not a problem. Well, he hit his head on a steel beam. Oh my god! Right before he had to go on stage, and nobody—I mean, he wasn't diagnosed with a concussion, but he hit his head on a steel beam in the dark. Like his, the bell was ringing when he walked out there. <laughs> Total pro. Total pro as always, but yeah, like nobody, we've, we've talked about this before. I was just like, like this goes to show you how many times he's probably hit his head. Oh, that poor and guy. he just has oh, to keep going. He just has to keep going. I mean, <laughs> that's such a strange. I mean, nobody knows what I look like on this podcast, but I am two feet shorter than Shaq, <laughs> and so the idea of bumping my head against anything ever is just like not, not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so that yeah, I remember. I there, I'm sure there's another detail or two I'm missing from that story, but the the gist of the story was he hit his head and had to go out there. Oh my god! Immediately after, not yeah. this was I don't this if I'm not mistaken, if I if I really want to bring this home and I want to try to land it, I do believe it was right before the speedo walk. I think it was oh, really? really. I think he did that whole walk. I I wish I could call some. I mean, there's I know who I could call, but yeah, we're that's way okay. too late. We crossed. Yeah. The <laughs> um, I well, so he was a guest on Drop the Mic. Uh, mm-hmm. when we were all working on that show a couple of, I guess it was almost two years ago now. And he, <laughs> so he was backstage cause he was looking at, I think his lyrics for, for the, um, he just wanted to go over them one time before he went out there and he was hanging out next to me and Jensen Carp who created the show and Jensen's, uh, fiance, Danielle official, who, Topanga, for those who don't know. Yes. If you don't, uh, she played Topanga on Boy Meets World, which <laughs> Shaq didn't, uh, he didn't realize that right away. So as he's going through lyrics and he continues looking up at Danielle, it slowly dawns on him that they've met before <laughs> and he can't figure out why. And then she says, Well, I played Topanga on Boy Meets World. And he got giddy like <laughs> I did meeting Steph Curry. <laughs> He was so excited to like oh, reconnect with her. And I'm sure it happens to Danielle a decent amount of times, but that, I've never seen anything like that before. That's, that's so right. That's like not the person I would excite, expect to see him get giddy Shaq, about. Yeah. He was so excited. Oh, he's, he's it was the hilarious. best, man. He's, he's just the best. Just taking a last break to remind you to enter our NBA Odds Pod Frauds Contest. We're giving away $1,000, but you have to make sure to enter before Valentine's Day. If you think you know what teams will falter after the All-Star break, this contest is for you, and it's completely free. Just find the fraudulent NBA teams, pick two from each group that will perform the worst in the second half of the season, and you will win big. 
Just go to sgpn.io slash NBA frauds. That's sgpn.io slash NBA frauds. And you can find out all the details on how to enter for free. Reminder, that's sgpn.io slash NBA frauds. We don't talk that much about uh, WNBA players who've been on these shows before. It, it just it hasn't happened quite as often. Uh, some of it is uh, just unfortunately the WNBA isn't quite as internationally successful as the NBA is. Uh, sometimes it's the timing because we're off as so often when the WNBA is is in full swing. Um, but uh, Elena Del Don who was the MVP last year, mm-hmm. uh, is a great talk show guest. And Skylar Diggins is a great talk show guest. I don't know if you guys know Skylar, but she was... I know who she is. Yeah, I know, know I know her basketball, yeah. yeah. So yeah, she was the first person that uh, the Jay-Z's company signed, I think, from the WNBA uh, to rep. And she... Um, <laughs> I This is so random, but like I saw her as a guest on 106 and Park and she was really good with Bow Wow. And I was like, well, <laughs> she can hang with Bow Wow. She's probably really good. And she's like a very enigmatic, fun yeah, that's going personality. Deep. Yeah, I like yeah, it. She's really good. Um, I think that Sabrina Ionescu is going to be a really good uh, talk show yeah. guest yeah. once she's done with uh, her Oregon career and yeah. starts playing. Um, and we have there. Uh, and Candace Parker is another. Uh, we had her on Drop the Mic. On Drop the Mic. Yeah. Um, and she was, uh, she was just game to go full out on that show which i think you always uh well she's also on television a lot now too she's got on inside the nba we have a shared experience recently has not aired on television yet but we were all on the same production and set as jr smith recently oh yes yeah and that was a lot of fun yeah so i would say he's not as dynamic as some of the like the other names we've mentioned as far as like carrying something like i don't know if jr my opinion i don't know if he could carry something but he was an absolute blast. Yeah, I, I do like watching when people are enjoying the moment so much, and uh, and you know you had we had to send him through a whole group of stunts. Uh, he's sitting next to comedians who were goofing on uh, on him, on Rob Gronkowski, on uh, any number of sort of people around. And he's on Venus's, yeah, he's he's on Venus, Venus Williams, mm-hmm. and I think like. The, to watch to watch these guys, uh, someone like Jr. enjoying himself, uh, was a blast. Yeah. Really made for fun television. I thought he was very fun. And one of the writers on Game On, she had a T-shirt of his. So there's a T-shirt oh made gosh. of him of all his tattoos. So when you put on the T-shirt, it looks like you're shirtless with all his <laughs> tattoos. Jr. Yeah, and so she wore it to the show. And I remember her, she was a little, she was a little shy about going up and getting a photo with him. And she went up to a couple of his like entourage type guys, uh, his media guys. And it was like, Hey, do you think it'd be okay if I asked JR for a photo with this on? They're like, Oh, he loves that. <laughs> he loves that. Go get a picture of him right, with it right now. Yeah. He was so generous. He was a really nice guy. Yeah. yeah he, he was a like really, it. really nice person. Yeah. That was, that was, I, I hope, uh, I hope a team picks him up for the, for the tail end of the season. Cause he just shoots daggers, and it's really fun to watch. Yeah, I feel he, I feel like he's gotta join the team for the second half for the after the All Star break. It does want, seem like a post February. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not a, it's not a plug and play, but let's just get KCP out and put Jr. in the Lakers. <laughs> let's go already. <laughs> I mean, wow, it had to have come up somewhere. Someone must have asked LeBron about 
whether or not JR can play on the team. Yeah. Uh, here's another like very uh, left field guest booking that happened a couple of, well, now it's probably 10 years ago. Uh, on the Leno Tonight Show, he had Karan Butler as a guest one night. Wow. Which wow, was while when he was a Laker. And um, he came on the show and uh, and and Jay's another Jay's another guy who he appreciated having uh, talented people on the couch, but he wasn't he's not a diehard basketball uh, fan necessarily or, or viewer. Um, but Karan Butler came on and started telling stories which made him tear up, made uh, Karan really gave of himself. It was like a much more emotional uh, seven or eight minutes than you would expect. He wasn't doing bits. Wow. Were you pro- you were producing like you were, were on I the was, network at the time? I was at NBC at the time. Do you recall if like the because I mean for people that are listening like the, you know a lot of research and preparation goes into producing a guest. Yeah. Do you know if that was like in in play? Like did Jay expect it to get? Can you recall? Well, or? you know the, they go over um, they would go over topics to discuss and questions to ask. So they there was an awareness that he would go into um, a bit of his life story, which I I think you'd have to look it up. I don't want to uh, misremember uh, what he talked about, but I don't know if in the moment or in any of the pre-interview uh, portions of the sh- of the show or whenever the guest uh, whenever the guest producer was was talking to Quran that they realized this was going to be such an emotional moment. It was really touching. I, I was. Uh, yeah, his story is is a. a I love him in it. I I don't remember watching that, but I love him in interviews. Yeah, like I I feel like I've listened whenever I see his name pop up on a podcast or something like that. I'll be sure to download. I feel yeah. like that'd be a hard video to find, but I I do want to go see if I can find. It's really it. hard to find Leno clips right now. Those hawkish media companies, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I apologize on behalf of all the networks that we've worked. <laughs> um. Well, that was we went. For an hour. Wow. Do you feel like uh, you got all the stories that you want, or is there anything else? Or, um, no. You know, I I, I think uh, one of the great things about following the NBA, uh, and and college as well is, is when you fall for the players, not just because of how much they do on the court, but what they're like off the court. And so it's uh, it's really fun to talk about. I mean, I feel like this is just a normal conversation that we have. Yeah, in the hallways. hundred percent. Yeah, that's why it's the best sport. I mean, well, and that's why it's so the most popular sport on social media is because all these guys are such personalities, and you really seem to get to know. There's something about basketball as a sport that makes you feel like you get to know the players, even if you're not hearing them talk. It just feels more intimate somehow. Yeah, I think it's good. I think this was. I think this was a good exercise. I think that the league has probably for a long time now assumed that they can't come here. It's not a safe space with Nick Bernstein and the stories of the Steph Curry day. <laughs> yeah. So I think that this clears the air. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, this is a safe place to come and enjoy <laughs> yourself and be an entertainer with You probably James. won't even see me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> come on the Late Late Show. We want yeah. all the NBA. You've already said you're not a very tall man, so if you're an NBA player, you <laughs> might literally not see him. That's right. <laughs> skate right past you. Just look for your shoes, though. He'll probably Nick. I'll will probably be, be wearing, wearing your shoes. Whatever shoes you wear, yeah, <laughs> you right. will have a pair of them. Yeah, James Harden, I will be wearing your shoes when you come. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Ryan. All right. Well, thanks, guys. So yeah, much. Yeah. Thanks for, for having us. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna.